you know, we could all use some encouragement. And I've got some good news for you. Welcome to 5 Minutes with Mark. Hey, greetings, friends. Welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. I'm glad you're here. Hope you're sticking with me this time because this has got deep stuff we've got going on this week. That's what I like about Jesus. He challenges us, doesn't he? Picking up the story, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, at verse 33. Now, Jesus has just told a series of parables, the parable of the sower. He's told the parable about um, the lamp, nothing hidden. He's given us the parable about take heed for the measure you use will be measured back. He gave us the parable of the kingdom of God. The first kingdom of God parable is like a man who sows seed and it grows and he doesn't know why. Then he gave us the mustard seed reference. Tiny things grow into large things. And we pick up here. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. So, some interesting moments uh, with Jesus here. To the multitude, he's speaking in parables. Again, he didn't just come to, to heal as many people as he could before he died. He didn't come to perform as many miracles as he could so that he could gain recognition and, and brand himself as the miracle man. No, he came to reveal the kingdom of God. The first thing that Mark opens the gospel with is Jesus came saying the time is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. Repent and believe in the gospel. And so he's trying to get the multitude to gain spiritual discernment, to begin to, to hear his teachings and, and have the light bulb go on. Ah, he's not talking about growing mustard. He's talking about something else, and I want to know what that something else is. That's what he's trying to do. But he comes teaching in parables because that's sifting the hearts of the people. How earnestly do you want to know these things? How earnestly do you want to get this revelation? Are you willing to really press in and work on this to figure this out? It's there for you. Jesus is, I'm, I'm giving it to you, but you're going to have to take it and you're going to have to you're going to have to think about it. You're going to have to process it and then receive it and make it your own. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But without parables, he taught them nothing. Because if he had come and said, guys, I'm going to be put to death and I'm going to rise again and the church is going to be started uh, based on my death and resurrection all of sin is going to be paid for, and my church is going to spread across planet Earth and uh, last for 2,000 or longer, however many years. And ultimately, I'm going to come back and uh, make everything right. They would have looked at him and said, you're insane. 
I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening. That's what we're in the middle of. That's what we know to be true. But Jesus didn't just come right out and say it. Instead, he's trying to get people just to begin to understand that God is different than what they think about him. That the religious teachings that they've grown up with are just a beginning. There's more to it than that. There's more to it than say the magic words, go to church and, uh, you know, throw some money in the plate and you're good with God. There's more to it than that. So, that's why he's teaching the multitude in parables. To the disciples, it says, when he got alone with them, he explained it further. They still didn't get it. I mean, if you if you read through, we're going to understand that the disciples are thick, man. They, they just don't get it. Right up until the time that he's resurrected. And then, on the day of Pentecost, when they receive the Holy Spirit, they finally get it. But at this point, they're not getting it either. But Jesus is patient, and he's explaining, look, you, you understand this is about spiritual things. We're talking spiritual things we're not talking about farming here. And then, on the same day when evening had come, he said, let us cross to the other side. Now, I know in your Bibles, that may look like it begins another section. Well, here's an interesting thing about Bible study, something that we need to always keep in mind, is that the chapters and verses, they weren't in the original documents. That's something that was added much later, just for points of reference. And sometimes, as I've heard, it's kind of like the guy who was writing the numbers was like riding on a horse and they hit a stump or something and he, his arm jumped up and he wrote the number kind of in the wrong place. In other words, we can allow these numbers, these verse numbers, to separate ideas that shouldn't be separated. And this is one of those times where I really think that, that we are meant to connect all of these parables that he's teaching to the multitude on the shore of the Sea of Galilee to this point where he says, all right, and now we're going to the other side. The other side is a critically important idea. See, the other side was the Decapolis. The other side was the land of the Romans. It's a Roman area. It's a Gentile area. He's going to get over there, and there's going to be things going on that are going to be amazing. We'll get to that next week when we get to chapter 5. It's an incredible story. And when he said to his disciples, all right, guys, push off. Let's go to the other side. Let's go minister over there. They all looked at each other like, why, why are we doing that? Because we don't go over there. We are here on the Jewish side of the lake, not the Roman side of the lake. We're not welcome on the Roman side of the lake. And Jesus after saying the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed and it's going to grow to this huge plant and even the birds of the air are going to find rest in its shade. He's going to make that physically real for them by saying, no, now it's not just about the children of Israel. This kingdom of God, this good news is for the others as well. So let's go over there. It's a big idea, and we miss it. We miss it because we stop and don't read a little bit further. Look, the truth is there. 
The truth is for you. And the truth is for the lost world that's around us. In the kingdom, it is not an us and them thing. It is a God and the rest of us thing. The kingdom of God is at hand. And we are invited in. Everyone is invited in. No matter what you've done, no matter how you failed, no matter what you struggle with, no matter what you're facing, no matter where you've been, no matter where you're going, you are invited into this kingdom and the truth is there for you. If you receive it. And it's more. It's more than just going to church and being a good Christian. Hang on to that. Things are about to get crazy. See you tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying this Bible study, this quick devotion. If you'd like more content, you'd like to know more about me and see more of the things that I'm doing, check out my website, theeclecticmonk.com. There you'll find out about my video vlog, my podcast, and a whole lot of other stuff. Hope you'll join me there. Thanks.